Welcome back to episode 7 of Scrub Den, guys. Before we start, I'm sure you've enjoyed the last two episodes, which we both really enjoyed making of our three months in Margate. Um, so today's episode, we're probably going to talk about something a bit more serious. And as you probably read in the title, it's about to intercalate or not to intercalate. Um, so I'm conscious we have a lot of viewers that are medics, people going into medical school, and people that just kind of enjoy the madness me and Am's got up into medical school. So I'll explain what intercalating is. Essentially, a conventional medical degree is five years. Uh, for some people, if you go through an access course, it may be six years. And during the medical school periods, after preclinical years, so after the first, second year where you do the vast majority of your days in lecture theatres, you can take a break from medicine. It doesn't mean we're all taking a break and not going into medicine. It means you can take a year out and do another degree and essentially get a BSc out of it. So you can do three years worth of work in one year and get two degrees out of medical school. So being a doctor and another degree, bear in mind, a lot of people get hate for it. People hate us, man. People yeah. hate us for be, to be able to do that degree. <laughs> so yeah, essentially you can be a bit cheeky and basically study an extra year and get another degree isn't that right yeah so you just basically get put in with third years yeah usually on another course yeah and and the reason why they allow you to do that is they feel the first two years of medical school is equivalent to any other standard conventional science degree per se um but you can do different degrees because uh, there's a lot of people now doing like philosophy and management yeah humanities so, management business management mm. all of those types. so i think you can actually do almost Anything Any, now, yeah. Anything. Um, so that's the the principle yeah. as to why you may be thinking, what these guys get to do an extra year, get a f- degree. Um, but yeah, the vast majority of degrees are based on stuff like physiology, pharmacology, a bit more in depth. And now there are other topics such as business management, philosophy, ethics, etc. Um, yeah, and you can you don't need to do a bachelor's as well, so you can mm-hmm. do a master's. Exactly. And you can do an intercalated PhD now. Intercalated PhDs, obviously, you still spend four years. Isn't it four years. Yeah. Four years, I think, still on it. Um, so you can do different types of degrees as well in between all of that. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's intercalate, yeah. intercalation. In so a, essentially, in you take way. a break for medical school. Um, you go out. You can stay at the university you're studying, or you can go to a different university, do a degree there, graduate. You have like a full graduation mm. ceremony. You get a certificate, um, and then you come back and pursue medicine, and you finish off. Um, it's important, man. Like you know, you study medicine so long. Obviously, and our parents were always on our case, like, when you're going to graduate, when you're going to graduate, when you're going to graduate. Yeah. I just remember part of the decision why I actually intercalated was also, I just want to give them a ceremony. Yeah. I just want them to celebrate whatever. But remember what happened to mine, innit? <laughs> Guys, we didn't celebrate my graduation for intercalated VSC. I tell the story. Tell so, the story. So, because it is the same as doing another degree, you graduate, same as everyone else, you get your certificate. Um, at the time, my parents... They want two keen. So I told them, yeah, I'm taking a year out. And I said to him in such a way, medicine is long enough. And bear in mind, my dad's thinking, when is he going to start finishing education? When is he going to start working? It's taking a bit longer than <laughs> what I anticipated. Bear in mind, a conventional degree is three, four years. And I said, yo, I'm doing this research thing. I'm going to graduate. Do you don't want to come? And he said, oh, you're going to graduate from medicine? I said, no. He said, different degree. <laughs> fine. Don't tell us about graduation until it's the real graduation. So unfortunately for me, I didn't have a graduation for my intercalated <laughs> No one turned up. I didn't turn up. No one turned up. Uh, whereas Ams had like a full-on ceremony. And no, no, I'm sure if you go on Instagram, what's your Instagram? Ams or something. Ams Chowdhury. You Ams can see Chowdhury. the day when he celebrated it um, with his family, which was really nice to see. Oh, man. I, I regret one huge thing that I did for my graduation. Yeah. Obviously, I was mad into 
hairstyles. Yeah. Bro, oh, do you remember you had that, that line? Slit. <laughs> that, that slit. And your eyebrows as well? No, no. Bro, my parents would kill me if I had it oh. in my eyebrows. I had it. So, you know what it was? At first, it started as a partition line along the side. Yeah. Right. And that's allowed. My parents would allow that. They yeah. wouldn't beat me up for that. And then what happened was the barber would slowly move it in and make yeah. it look more like hip. Yeah. So what happened was that line moved from like the edge, yeah. right, almost into the middle. Ah, uh, okay. So oh, I used to like a right punk. And now yeah, when I look I at my graduation photo, man, it's just I know the picture, up. I can see it in my head. Yeah, but yeah. funny enough, yeah, you know, so when you're growing up, you want to be like the cool kids in the block and whatnot. And you used to get slit eyebrows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in year five or year six, right? And I wanted to get slit eyebrows. Um, so people that know slit eyebrows is basically when like let me see my glass. So you get slit eyebrows here and here, right? Um, Only proper roadmen do so that. So this is what. So I told my mom, right? My mom is super strict. So I told my mom, "Yo, mom, I'm gonna get slit eyebrows, etc. You know, I'm gonna look sick." And then she was like, "Are you crazy? I'm gonna beat you up, yeah." So then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna be a rebel. I'm gonna do my own slit eyebrows. So I went into the bathroom, and you know you get them disposable razor, right? But in the Barbershop, they have a thin blade, so you cut it and it's thin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they go like that, very thin. So imagine I use a disposable blade, but the blade is this thick, right? Yeah. So I went like that to do a slit. So instead of doing a slit, I took out this chunk of my eyebrow in it. <laughs> and I had half an eyebrow and I was crying, bro. I was in year six, crying. And at the time, I remember my mom was praying and I went and I sat next to her and I just looked at her and I said, Yo, I messed up. And then, you know what she did? She got a big biro and she colored in my eyebrow, bro. And I went into school the next day and people were like, what happened to your eyebrow? I said, nah, I got into a fight and I scraped against the wall. So it came off. <laughs> people believe that? Yeah, they believe. Well, when you're six, handled and I was like, it grew back. Um, that is mad. But that's how bad it was. Um, we're going off topic massively. Uh, um, no, it's important, bro. I yeah. messed up my graduation day with one hairstyle. I took it off my Instagram. I don't, Did you? I think. Is it still there? All right, guys. I don't know. If you if you find it, go on his Instagram and just write we'll comments. We'll post a scrubbed in if we get what another five hundred followers. Yeah, if you get five hundred yeah, followers, we'll post a scrubbed in. Um, Anyways, so yeah. so that's a bit more about what integrated BSCs or integrated bachelors is. Um, so we'll start with you. What you did, where yeah. you went, and what made you think of that decisions. Uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah. So for my integrated degree, I I actually went to Imperial. So I went from Kings over to Imperial to do the Cardiology BSc. I loved the heart. You know, mm. the heart was my favorite organ throughout the whole um, preclinical years of medicine, and um, I really wanted to sort of do something different. I wanted to go into a different environment, mm. um, and I also at the time knew that it was really competitive, and um, it was basically a very what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is it prestigious? The yeah. course that I'm looking at very competitive. And it wasn't. What was it taught like? From someone that didn't go imperial, mm-hmm. what was the full title of the course? Cardiovascular sciences. Uh, well? It was medical sciences with cardiovascular something. Yeah. But yeah, cardiovascular really popular anyway, cardiology. It was one of the popular ones there. That there were surgical sciences and then they had endocrinology and yeah. things like that. But their BSCs were very uh, sort of medically orientated, mm. rather than having something like biomedical sciences or biochemistry or physiology or, or pharmacology like so what what, yeah. what did you need to do to get in did you need to give like a cv or was it like a normal application process it, it was like applying to uni again so mm. um i remember so you had to provide a trans they might have changed it so mm. at the time i had to provide a transcript mm. to show all of my academic scores my decile ranks mm. to show where i ranked in my year and things and then after that I had to submit a personal statement, mm. right? So I had to write another fresh statement to say why I wanted to do cardiology. Mm. Um, and then after that, 
I don't think there was interviews. I don't think there was interviews. So I think they just reviewed that. Yeah. And I think the way it works is that, so the course is, it's got a few biomedical sciences third year students. Mm. And then it's got sort of all of their medics who are intercalating. Mm. Um, so I, I think 50% of places for them and 50% for everyone else across the country. Um, so yeah, and that was it. And I got in and I just remember being, I, I remember being really happy mm. that I got in to mm. Imperial um, to study there with a different cohort, different environment. Mm. But man, when I found out which campus the BSc is, my heart broke, man. So obviously you're thinking you're going to be in South Kensington. Yeah, the Science Museum and stuff like that, innit? Yeah, so mm. you've got the Science Museum there. It's just very highly mm. built, sort of posh area. Mm. Bro, I was put in White City. <laughs> what? Right? Stratford? White no. City? No, no. The Shepherd's West, Bush. Westland. Yeah, Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. And then obviously Westfield is yeah. over to the relatively nice side. I was in some dungeon in some corner, Hammersmith Hospital. Oh, okay. And um, it was isolated, man. Like, you mm. never got to see any of the nice bits of Imperial. So, <laughs> you know that whole year, man? Yeah. It, uh, it was depressing, Do you know bro. how I describe, yeah, a BSc or when people come to me, should I do a BSc or not? It's, I describe it as a bittersweet, yeah. There are days where you love it and you're like, oh my days, this is sick. Yeah, and there are yeah, days yeah. you're like, why on earth did I leave medicine to do this or <laughs> I can't wait to go back to med school do you know what yeah, it's yeah, one of them yeah. and it's like it wasn't amazing like wow you know I'll do it I would never do a BSc again ever it's difficult it's mad difficult yeah 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 um, but yeah we'll talk about that a bit more do you know what it is so uh, so going on to that topic right it's completely different when I look back right mm-hmm. I don't regret it in a sense because the skills I got from my BSc are skills that I wouldn't have ever gotten from medicine yeah, I agree 100%. right would you agree yeah. If we say that BSCs and MSCs mm. are way harder than medicine, what do you think? I definitely, definitely agree. Um, one of the reasons is the way we are assessed in med school, mm. I think the vast majority of the country is multiple choice questions. You get like yeah. 100 and it's the single best answer or, um, you know, one to E and then you rank mm-hmm. it. Um, whereas these, because it's a conventional degree, what I realized, what I didn't realize was, they are actually sitting exams where you're writing out. <laughs> and the last time I wrote bro. out for a piece of exam was in like college, bro. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but they are, and they cover a lot more content in a lot more depth mm. compared to medicine than we do. Yeah. And their exams are longer and they're writing out essays, like proper banging out essays, essays, yeah. essays, essays. And I'm not used to that. So I had to change the way I revised it, change the way yeah. I studied for these exams because it's a whole different ball game, man. And it's a Completely. lot harder than... Don't get me wrong, medical school exams are tough, yeah. but I genuinely believe that people that do conventional degrees, fair credit to them and they're massive. I was admired, yeah, yeah. I admire them and ignore them because they're doing essays, bro. Yeah. Mad, mad essays. Once I, once I got into that BSc, then I realized how tough it is doing those, sort of getting examined mm. like that. I think medicine is, is pattern recognition. Mm. You put together signs and symptoms and you come up with differentials mm. and so forth or the preclinical years again a bit of pattern recognition you can put an image together and mm. find the right answer we had a few essays we had a few essays here and there but like histology and things like that yeah. I think. but even though they're counting for like yeah. such a minute part of the year the vast majority of yeah. med school is half is practicals oskies and half yeah. is um like single best answers yeah, yeah we'll yeah. talk about that in another episode mm-hmm. um 
But yeah, fair credit to all the people that do normal conventional mm. degrees because it's super hard because you're writing essays, you're revising from textbooks. Whereas, yeah. And a lot of times they don't get lecture, they get lecture notes, but it's not enough. They need to do a lot of outside and background reading. Whereas in medicine, we've got the lecture notes and we know the books to go and revise from. So it's we're kind of spoon-fed and handed on a plate. Do you medicine, know what I mean? Because yeah. there's only two or three different books you can mm-hmm. revise from. The lecture notes are the same and it's basic principles to a certain degree. Whereas these subjects, there's hundreds of books to choose from. The lectures are sparse and bro let me, let me tell you there was this one topic so my bsc right it was quite notorious for being difficult like mm. uh difficult in terms of getting a first i didn't know that by the way mm. um when we go a little bit on we'll tell about how to pick a bsc but i didn't know that there was only one person who got a first in the year prior to me mm. and that person got it through a viva so that meant that he didn't get a first in the exams. He had to be assessed. So, you know, a viva is basically you get questioned on a project or something yeah, like thesis. that and it can boost your grade. Mm. So he got a first through that. Um, and it was notorious for people not getting first. So when I heard that, when I mm. got in, I was like, damn, mm. right? Anyways, um, so yeah, when I got to Imperial, it was really difficult. Bro, did I tell you? Mm. My first exam, oh, I broke my heart. My first exam... I think I got the lowest score in the whole cohort. Is it? Bro, I got 2 2. So I got a 2 2. It broke my heart. Like, I've never failed an exam and I've never, like, been at the bottom of the pile, never been on the yeah, opposite you know, scale. Yeah, you know, but for me, like, <laughs> I, was, I was used to being on that half of the table on the top. Whereas me, I'm on this half of the table. Nah, on the stop bottom. lying, man. Stop <laughs> nah, lying. But he's lying, he's being humble. Yeah. Nah, so nah. what happened afterwards? So two two. So I got a two two, mm. and at the time, yeah, that was when I started to pick up lots of different projects, I went gym and everything, and it hurt, man. Like I just mm. remember walking around like a zombie for a couple of days, like I got a two two, man. Mm. I got a two two, and then I went home. I was moaning to my mum for mm. a bit. Mum, I think I picked the wrong BSc. Mm. I think I want to drop out. I actually considered dropping out. Seriously. Because I think do you remember at the time, lots of people said, "What's the point of doing a degree?" And getting a 2 2 when mm. people can get two ones quite easily mm. if you just put in a decent amount of work. True. And I found it unbelievably difficult, mm. anyways. Um, so it turned the story wasn't mm. happily ever after story. So I worked my ass off for the next six months because the finals were in February mm. and my first exam was maybe in September. Okay, yeah. Right? I worked my, I literally stopped going gym. I stopped email. I went into my room and I would come out just to. Just for lectures, mm. just to revise, because I was not going to get a 2-2. Mm. Um, but by the end of the year, man, thankfully, alhamdulillah, I got a, four, I got a first, man. And there was only four of us yeah. that got it in the whole cohort. Um, yeah, and I know your, your BSc so, is notorious. Imperial in general is very notorious with handing out like a first. I know there's other unis and mm-hmm. certain typical BSCs that you go to if you want it easy first. Yeah. Um, don't mention yeah. that because we get marked. Yeah. So don't mention any universities. Yeah, no, no, no. They can message us. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. <laughs> um, but as in certain ones that are easy based on someone that's a medic because you're so used to revising a lot. So mm-hmm. these ones, they don't require that much revision or you're so used to like revising a fair bit, like half the amount of time you can still get up first in that regards as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, fair credit to you for getting up first especially in a place like Imperial where they're very notorious to give out first so it shows how smart and really it was, what you did it was it was crazy man um, the environment nearly killed me as well man it's like imagine going there right mm. I remember I think I propped up on my first day mm. right and I went there I was pretty tough like Imperial student for this year yeah like, big guest anyways 
and I just hear just from these guys I think they're actually like they must be upper class people bro yeah. so they're a complete know. different environment and I hear one guy go my father treated Didier Drogba's knee for an ACL repair wow. Didier Drogba's a Chelsea striker by the way he's now retired I think but anyways I was like Whoa. Obviously these guys They're having a convo And they're thinking about The operation that he had mm. And the details of that I'm just there like Whoa Your father treated Didier Drogba Like what It's normal for them like, They're in such a different world That it's just normal <laughs> For them to have a conversation like that uh, It was when I met some serious people Over there Yeah um, But it was cool And oh, Bro there was one more topic Right Did you know that P-values Apparently mean nothing Man I'll be honest <laughs> For all my stats, I used to call you in a panic and T-test, E-test, whatever you call it, Q-test, chi-squared, whatever. I used to call you and ask for your help because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it then. I don't understand it today. Stats or statistics is not for me. But tell me because I'm glad to hear something. So we'll, we'll exp- you're going to tell your story about mm. your statistics story. Yeah. But anyways, the P-value, right? there was this one module where this genius guy came in. I forgot his name. I'll link it. Um, anyways, he goes around basically for pharmaceutical companies and mm. he'll sort of either exposed data mm. to show that look yeah they rigged it like this and the mm. p-value is so if a p-value is less than 0.05 it means that it's significant and the effect comes about mm. and he just somehow proved that it's, it makes no sense like to this day I don't care like I discarded that knowledge after my BSc mm. um, but yeah like I don't know man I don't know about the p-value like, ah, it doesn't make sense was, so the story was basically um so the BSc I did was basically at King's. It was called Regenerative Medicine and Innovation Technology. It was basically like two separate things combined as one. Um, and you can pick and choose the different modules and mm-hmm. pick and choose the research. So my BSc was very interesting. Um, and there was a particular reason as to why I pursued it, um, which we can talk about in depth. Um, but obviously in every BSc you have to do like a 15, for me it was like a 15,000 word thesis. and. Um, naturally you need to have statistics it's like a, like a proper <laughs> thesis and i've never done a thesis i've never done coursework since like college. gcse's not even quite a levels you don't do coursework it's like Wait, these little exams the standard chemistry physics and the maths so it's just exams um so it's just sitting there writing and his finger and then you used to put all these numbers and it was it took forever and i remember i called him i was like bro i don't understand nothing i don't understand t-test is the simplest statistic <laughs> test it's like two pairs and finding out if there's a difference or not or something <laughs> yeah. like that and even that was panicking i was having a meltdown so i called him as like, bro help me i'm using this software it doesn't and you know when you use statistic software that software belongs in the 80s bro yeah it's, it's so, so and uh, they use this ugly color gray windows 92 bro, or something it man. is yeah buzz isn't it so i asked him and he kind of spent ages on the phone teaching me making me go through it and understand it um but yeah well you were dying i just remember it was like midnight i was revising yeah. and i just get a call and he's like yo and i wasn't picking up at the time i remember because i was revising mm. so i was like i'll chat to you later mm. anyways you're like nah pick up now yeah. <laughs> so i'm like oh man this guy's disrupting my flow and yeah i pick up the phone yeah. like, yo what's up and it's like yo man my experiments are failing yeah what's yeah, a t-test my <laughs> you know that's another thing bscs and phds of a hundred experiments 99 will fail <laughs> so my project was yeah so of the the innovation tech we can talk about separately but so the reason as to why i did the mm. bsc was at that time in medical i wanted to become a surgeon ideally an orthopedic surgeon because i was fascinated by bone and i like that type of surgery 
and the BSc added what you could do like bone related projects. Mm-hmm. So my project was it was quite cool. Is basically creating a a scaffold to help um, cartilage repair. So basically having an injection with materials that once you inject it into the kneecap mm-hmm. it forms into a scaffold with lots of stem cells or like yeah. cartilage cells that grow and help repair because obviously for the medics that are the cartilage doesn't have a blood supply so when you hurt it it takes longer to heal you see that knowledge i'm so smart you see that so knowledge basically there. we were planning to create a injectable material that once you inject into cartilage it forms into a scaffold and allows cells to form and help yeah. repair etc etc but we were using so many complicated chemicals and acids and X, Y, and Z, and every time it failed, so basically you want to put in a certain temperature to start making a gel. Mm-hmm. So you mix it and it's watery, and the test was you flip it, and then if it's a gel, it will stick to the top. Yeah, yeah, or it yeah. Will just form a, or it will run down. Yeah. 99 times the same, it was just running down. <laughs> and it's like, and doing a research-based BSc is frustrating, and you need to have patience, my God. Because there's times you have to wait hours on end for things to mix i'm using things like centrifuge machines and things like little spins and pipetting and at one point i was using cells and i don't, I don't understand none of it i think you need to tell them about that story when you one day clocked all of your yeah. all of the smashed equipment was so yours. basically if people that so i so some it's called acetone so acetone is a chemical used to clean products to clean yeah. things and I used to go through liters of it, so they had to bring in bottles of it, right? And we used imagine, to work in a fume cupboard. Imagine having twenty staff members yeah. all doing research, yeah. right? They're all using that same fluid, yeah. and they can use one big bottle. fat no, but bottle, because which goes through a month, and yeah. you come along as the most junior guy yeah. there, and they need to order twenty new yeah, bottles. Because I used to mix my thing in acetone to let it form into some. I'm not going to talk about it. It's just really complicated. So. What with acetone is once you've used it, you're supposed to dispose it in a certain bottle and you can't fill it to the top and you can't screw the lid shut and you leave it in a fume cupboard. So I didn't know all of these policies and stuff like this. What I used to do, I used to fill it to the brim and then I used to close the lid shut. And for the next few days, every morning, we used to walk in and find like smashed, like these big balls smashed into pieces and there's wood like acid on the floor, broken shots of glasses and I used to think like who on earth you know is responsible for this? Like how how are these glasses smashing and breaking? Like come on, something's going wrong, some sort of chemical reaction. <laughs> and or people are mixing different chemicals in one because it's, yeah. su- it's proper we were using dangerous stuff, you know when it shows the skull sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were using that. Then later yeah, the technician must have found me and he, uh, fair credit, he helped me so much. Mm. He said I think I figured it out. Abdul, I think it's you that's responsible for all these smashed glasses that we walk into every day in the morning. How did you I said, take that? You... Someone accusing you. That's I your... was like, to be fair, like I'm used to it, being told off from time to time. So I was like, what do you mean? He's like, mate, basically with acetone, you can't fill it to a brim and you can't close the lid shut because it expands apparently. And because I'm putting so much full of other stuff in it, yeah. it's exploding in the fume cupboard. Luckily it happened in the fume cupboard. So it will smash it and then yeah. there'll be remnants yeah, yeah but if yeah. that was in the open and it would have burst after that day i was so scared man <laughs> i just think oh my days it's gonna like burst into my face i'm gonna die it's causing explosions in the man it was manic so the so that was the the project yeah. i did basically creating some sort of Mm-mm-mm. aid or some sort of material to help cartilage repair um at the end the experiment did work um and i enjoyed it and it's basically yeah. biomaterials. So it's mm-hmm. basically working on biomaterials and adapting it for the human body to help repair. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. 
because um, I'm into a lot of like DIY stuff, materials. Yeah. And stuff that was like your that. passion before medicine, yeah. right? You said so because it's that. all like like architect, design, drawing, yeah. creating materials, building things. Um, so I enjoyed that. Hence, why I wanted to become a orthopedic surgeon. I loved screwing, drilling, etc. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Remember when I said mm-hmm. even before med school, like DIY, helping build wardrobes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so that was the BSc. Um, I enjoyed that part. I enjoyed it a mm. lot. Um, but I later realized that you know being in a lab every day it wasn't something. I enjoyed it. It wasn't something for me. And the funny thing was, I was at Guy's Tower, 17th floor. So yeah. the tissue engineering department. And you can look down and see Guy's campus. And I remember I used to look and I could see the medics. And I used to think, some days were rough and you're working hard and you're there after yeah. hours and it's not working and you have to restart All again. All the lab people know about that. Yeah, All especially the, the PhD people. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I'm going to clap for them right now. Because <laughs> it's tough, man. And I remember looking there and I think, oh, I can't wait to go back to medicine. I can't wait mm. to finish this BSc. It's such a rough time. And I had no mates. Like, I did a BSc that was unconventional at the time, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People was, didn't want to... Yeah, they didn't want to do this BSc. Yeah. It didn't make sense. People didn't understand it. Looking back, that BSc was very, very important. And mm. one of the reasons as to how my life kind of pivoted post-graduation. Um, but... What do you mean by that? What do you so, mean by pivot? So the first half was the um, tissue engineering, biometrics. But yeah. remember, the second part was innovation technology. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. everyone kind of talks about med tech, med school, um, all of this stuff. But I did a BSc in innovation technology. You in, did like business in, plans and yeah, stuff, so didn't you? Yeah, in 2014. Ah, so yeah, I did it yeah, years yeah. ago. So that part was amazing. And that changed my world, man. That opened up my eyes. So what they taught us was how to basically take an idea and bring it to fruition, to bring it to life. So, and I'm talking about med tech ideas, like products, syringes, like mm. advanced tech, you know, people are talking about med tech, but we were studying this like years ago, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like how to write a business plan, how to get funding, how to do pitch, how to get grants, how to protect your work, how to get patents, C, you know, the CE mark, yeah. trademark, copyright. And as medics, you will never ever learn that unless you run your own startup or you're doing that. So it fascinated me and it opened up my world. and. You know, like how inhalers were made, mm-hmm. pumps, and like the real money in medicine and healthcare. <laughs> you know, people like GlaxoSmith clients just come do, in and dollar talk. signs in your eyes, bro. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, even now I get excited talking about like, it opened up the world of mm. startups for me, man. Yeah. And I remember we had people saying, and I just created a device and I sold it for £80,000. Mm. Or the princess from Saudi Arabia who has asthma wanted yeah. a gold plated salbutamol inhaler. I sold uh-huh. that for £35,000. And you know, the, he goes, the cufflinks I'm wearing are 20 grand a pop. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and man. as medics, the vast majority of medics don't do medicine because of the money. We do it because we want to help exactly. others. So there I saw, and they used to tell us about experiments of basically how they used to go to, between the UK and Ireland. Mm. And you can't do like embryo or you can't do those type of stem cell research because it's illegal in this country. And I'm not sure what the laws are in Ireland. So they used to take a boat, go to the middle of this see between Ireland and the UK yeah. do experiments there do product testing there because oh. they weren't bound by any laws and then take it to Ireland and yeah. then bring it back like all this crazy stuff in the world of medicine and healthcare um, that's what you learn all your illegal activities yeah. from then yeah so like and I feel the skills I learned yeah from doing a BSc it increased my lateral thinking I don't know if the terminology is correct but mm. as a medic I was thinking a certain way is rote memory pattern recognition but as when doing the BSc especially for biomedical mm. but innovation tech it taught me to think differently see things in a bigger picture how to make an idea come into reality mm-hmm. and we can talk about all the different startups we did all the society work etc and I think that helped all, all and one of the reasons I'm grateful now is it taught me 
how to run a business, how to grow a business, mm. how to even, you know, get a company registered, all these bits and bobs. Writing a yeah. business plan is hard. It is, it, and it's tough. You lot had coursework. My coursework was writing a business plan for an idea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we used to pitch and there was lots of different people. It was a very good BSc. So for people that are in, interested in med tech and innovation technology, or even want to do orthopedic surgery or dentistry, mm. King's College London has a BSc called Regenerative Medicine and Innovation Technology. And that will teach you a lot about business and startups and tech. This, you know? Yeah. You just, you just give a I gave them the biggest <laughs> plug ever, but I'm grateful for them for the opportunity because I learned a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah that that see what you're summarizing is basically you do a bsc right a lot of medics think you do the bsc for purely the points mm. in the final exam mm. at the end of the whole medical course which decides our job mm. right now looking back do you see a bsc is actually to learn different things mm. right so i chose my bsc based on academic sort of choices and things mm. and when I, when i look back medicine would have never taught me how to properly critique a paper mm plan research experiments especially mm. the clinical mm. sort of research experiments i know how to draft up right the way from asking for a protocol for ethical approval mm. all of that mm. approval all of that right the way to actually delivering mm. the actual research paper mm. and publishing it or yeah. presenting at a huge exactly. conference yeah. those things medicine doesn't teach you right and i think on your side as well mm. you wouldn't have learned any of that yeah like i wouldn't right. have if i didn't have that if I didn't do that BSc or if mm. I didn't do those modules, I would not have had the confidence at all today to, if someone came to me and said, bro, I've got an amazing idea. I think it will work. Mm. I think, you know, we can help save and have impact on millions of people. Yeah. I would be a bit scared and, and intimidated by that. But now if someone comes to me and people will know I'm very impulsive, like I want to get things moving and running, like, you know, straight off yeah. the bat. And it was because of that. It taught me skills that I would not have developed in medicine, like mm. strategy, business, thinking, Leadership in a different way is something a BSc gave me that I don't think I would have picked up in a standard medical degree. Um, and those exactly. are the skills that you need. And I think it made me probably a better doctor because you think differently. Yeah. You know, you're, you change. I feel like my brain developed new neurons or mm-hmm. whatever. Like I think in a soul, whole different way. Yeah. So that is the perks of doing a BSc or taking a year out to an escalated BSc yeah. or MSc, whatever it is. And now you can do stuff like computer science. So we did it years ago. Mm-hmm. Now you can do even more stuff. So if you're related in tech and coding and developing, yeah. you can make it even even more better. Yeah, um, so exactly. So I think what we've summarized and the que- we've actually answered the number one reason mm. to whether you want to intercalate or not. Right? A lot of people ask, should I intercalate or not? And I get loads of messages mm. on Instagram, on Facebook, personally getting messaged, should I intercalate? And I think I always say this, that the number one reason for whether you want to intercalate or not is decide not if it's going to be the speciality that you're going to do. Mm. A lot of people think, oh, if I choose cardiology, I'm going to become a cardiologist. Mm. Or you chose innovation technology and what was it? Regenerative medicine. Yeah, that was some long name, bro. But anyways, you said it's for the orthopods. Yeah, so I did it it because I wanted to become an orthopedic surgeon. Exactly. But it doesn't necessarily force you and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're one step ahead of all the orthopedic mm. uh, trainees out no, there. No, not at all. Right? What it's about is exactly that. So skill attainment mm. and learning different things, mm. right? So on my side, I learned all of the sort of research and all of the critiquing and mm. understanding how it all works mm. and how to sort of write essays and publish papers and write papers. Mm. You, on the other hand, learned the same thing and learned also on top of that the business sides mm. of the whole world. 
Mm. Right, that's the number one sort of um, piece of advice I always give. Number two, right, what's important is then you start thinking about you need to shine. Let's be honest out there. Mm. A degree where you've got a first class honours degree mm. with distinctions in your masters or whatever, mm. getting all of those accolades, they help to merit you and it gives you grounding. So then it's important to look at, right, where can I actually go and absolutely smash that BSC mm, out, right? If I got a 2-2 mm. at Imperial, right, and walked out with that, mm. I would hide that degree, yeah. right? I wouldn't tell anyone about it, right? Because I, w- I wouldn't... I wouldn't want that, mm. right? You need to excel at it. Um, so you have to be tactical in your decision. Number three, I always advise people, right, that they need to look for opportunities, right, for where they can publish, mm. where they can present their papers, their research, their knowledge. Mm. Because in that year, right, if you just get a degree and all you've done is just study, again, it's not enough. The same way we say, if you just do medicine and come mm. out just medicine, it's not enough. You want to go out, publish, go out and present at, in Spain, mm. in whatever country. You want to do all of those things. And I think, finally, the last bit of information I would say, I would say, choose something that you've got a mild interest in. Because like you said... Like a kebab. Like a kebab? Yeah. What do like, you mean like a kebab? You know, when you go to East London, yeah, and you, you order kebab, and the guy goes, boss, man, do you want a mild kebab, a spicy kebab? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, how is a kebab relevant to my BSc advice? No, because nah, the, the mild bit is correct, but it just reminded me... Like, you're hungry. Yeah, yeah. We're you know, recording you know this at dinner time when you're hungry. So you know when you go to London and you're like, can I get a mild kebab? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you get mild or spicy? What do you get? You get spicy. I get, no, no, I get mild because I start crying. Yeah, yeah, I get mild kebab. No, but it just reminded me such a, a a nice word to say with a mild interest. What does that even mean? <laughs> Kebabs are not the way to choose a BSc. Going back, right? Mm. You keep your kebab to yourself. All right, something with an interest because you have those days where you regret it. Yeah, you were sad from the seventeenth floor looking out. Thinking, so, did I make a mistake or not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I also had that side of damn. I think I made a mistake because it was too, mm. it's too hard. I, my first exam, I got too, too all of those things. Mm. You have to have a passion or a slight interest in the topic. Mm. I love the heart, the cardiovascular yeah. system. So at the same time, it kept me going. Yeah. For you, you loved orthopedics. Yeah. You loved the whole startup side. Yeah. So it kept you going at the yeah. same time. You loved DIY. Definitely. Yeah. And for medics especially, it's important because we're not used to that level of grind, mm. right? The biomedical students, guys, the biochemistry student guys, and all the those raw sciences, guys, that the proper pure science. Exactly, those guys who do maths and all of those other things like actuarial sciences, they do some real tough subjects. Medics are not used to that. Yeah. So when we switch over from going from our pattern recognition mm. and our science-based knowledge to that side of the world, it is difficult. It's a culture shock, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like a kebab. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> See, I, you agreed, bro. Roughly. I was testing you, yeah? yeah. Um, so that's that. I think. But that's there's one more thing that you missed out, and I remember we had it more in our BSc than yours. So with the cardiovascular dis- uh, mm-hmm. or a surgical science, the vast majority of people were like very academically talented, people like yourself, who kind of knew they wanted to become a cardiologist or a yeah, surgeon yeah, yeah. and whatnot. But for me, we had the orthopods, so people that want to become orthopedic surgeons, and they did the D- BSc. But we also had a shout out to all the people I did the BSc with. Yeah. yeah. A shout out to all of them. <laughs> to we all had those guys I did that. A lot of fun. Um, and yeah, shout out to everyone, I want to say that. Um, but you know what it does as well, yeah? It's, and this is something that kind of bugs me a lot is your network changes. So what I mean by this is a lot yeah, of the time yeah. in medical school, you're surrounded by mm. medics. And then you're surrounded by even more medics. It's just, 
and at Kings, you're if, like medicine is on a whole different campus, yeah. whereas the humanities and stuff like that is in Strand or Waterloo, mm-hmm. whatever. So we're just surrounded by medics, and to be fair and reasonable, the vast majority think in a certain way. We act yeah. in a certain way. We're all built in a similar exactly, way. I'm not yeah. saying every medic is the same, mm-hmm. but we think in a certain way. We're mm-hmm. very you know, maybe you can say it's a type of personality, the perfectionist, people that have done very well in their lives have done very well in exams. Mm-hmm. Whereas these BSCs put you in a room with other people that have other interests. What, one, it means you get to meet with other people, you mm. get to do projects or do things that you may have never ever thought of doing mm. because you get to be with people. And you know what's funny, my BSc, I had two or three people that said to me, I'm doing medicine for the sake of medicine, but I'm never going to be a doctor. I'm going to leave and I'm going to work for a big pharma company. I'm going to mm-hmm. work for a big pharmaceutical company or like a consulting firm, etc. But it, but then it's, and the mentality they had was different and I never saw their medics. So mm-hmm. some of the people that did the BSCs or they did it as part of their normal convention, they were like proper engineers. We mm-hmm. had people doing like 3D printing like back in like oh, when man. I did it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And they say mm-hmm. stuff like, I'm going to be the next billionaire. Do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. mentality they had. They're like, I'm gonna do this and this is just you know the MBBS doesn't mean nothing for me this is the BSc I'm gonna learn I'm gonna do this forward you know there used to be a guy he basically his thesis or his project was on 3d printing he basically learned how to do 3d printing and then people were paying him to do 3d printing can you imagine that yeah yeah yeah. so it opens up your world and you get to meet so many different people I see I did a BSc dentist as well and they think a Mm. bit differently to us so doing a BSc you get to meet people from different walks of life um, especially you got to go to Imperial, so you meet yeah. people that aren't, you know, King's mentality or King's mm-hmm. type. So definitely add that to the list. I agree. Like different, there's, I think, like you said, people range, and I think mm. different communities range at different universities. The Imperial guys, shout out to them. They are forward-thinking guys. Mm. Like um, they really start thinking about startups, think mm. about how they can come out with different research projects, mm. and they're always trying to think one step ahead of the game mm. so shout out to those guys they're super competitive like yeah. when i went there i developed a completely different competitive edge mm. right because when i went there i got my first i got in my first exam completely tanked it mm. and then it just ignited like i'm now going to compete against these guys and mm. i'm going to get a first yeah um so when you get it completely sharpened up my uh, sort of competitive edge uh, but you're right a bsc adds different skills and mm. it adds a different I think a whole new dimension to your thinking your mm. abilities your skills 100% and your drive as well I yeah. agree would you go back and do a BSc again would you change anything about it so um, so I describe it as a bittersweet yeah so there are moments I loved it and there are moments I mm. hated it um, I'm eternally grateful for doing it mm-hmm. um, if I were to go back I would probably do the same BSc it's like yeah. by chance the way I picked the BSc was between that and physiology because I liked yeah. physiology a lot. But on the way to pick it, you know, there was like deadlines and I was debating between yeah. the two. And the day you had to make the final decision, I was walking down the corridor and I saw um, a doctor who, he was a doctor now, but he was a year older than us and he did the same BSc. Yeah. And he, I said to him, bro, look, I'm worried. I don't know what BSc I should do. Um, and he said, because I knew he did the BSc I ended yeah. up doing and he said bro the BSc is amazing it's really good you get to mm-hmm. do things that no other BSc offers you and it'll be a breath of fresh air away from medicine so away from yeah. this normal thinking you get to meet different people work in a different environment and that was the trigger thing that was the reason afterwards I thought you know what mm-hmm. I trusted him I looked up to him and it's the whole thing with mentors I saw him as a mentor at the time and I said you know what I'm going to go for it and at the time it was unconventional so people you know if I said to you 
a few years ago, I'm doing regenerative medicine or I'm doing innovation mm. tech, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Medics don't do that. Yeah. Um, so that was a decision and I'm grateful I did it. Um, and I would highly recommend people. Yeah. So if we were in this moment, it's time to intercalate or not to intercalate, I would always say intercalate because the skills and the mm. network and the things you learn and pick up is very valuable. Mm. You get to do it in a university environment, so it's a very safe environment. Um, and you will not be, I don't think you will ever have the opportunity to do that in after you graduate. Because after you graduate, you become busy, you start working, and then you have mm, to take out true. time of training. It's easier to take time out of medical school than it is to take time out of training. Um, yeah. And just for the sake of the skill set you gain, man, you think differently, you act differently. 100% yeah. I would say mm. for me as an individual yeah. from my experience you're very pro pro intercalating in a BSc that you mm. are like you said mildly interested um, mm. that will allow you to develop and grow as a person and allow you to give you the opportunities because what it means in a BSc you can do all the research publications do all your post presentations mm. so you don't need to worry as much about it towards the final years yeah, true. when you need those points for your mm. EPM and your SJT etc yeah I think I'm also pro BSc again, not because of the points it gives you or anything like that, but for the reasons you gave. In the sense that, look, it's about the skills you get. It's the way your thinking changes, mm. that extra dimension that you get. But I think we need to make it clear mm. that it's not the only way, yeah. right? Intercalating is not the only way to get all of that. Mm. There are people who have gone out there. You just have to pick up different projects and yeah. find those opportunities. If you decide to go through medical school without um, intercalating that's your choice and that's mm. good and then you just have to now seek out opportunities mm. to then learn how to think like that learn that specific skill and I think there are two ways but I think I'm also pro yeah. intercalate and pro I think yeah yeah it's a good point you, you mm. mentioned that it's just because you did do intercalated year or mm. let's say you've retook you had to unfortunately retake a year med school so you didn't exactly want to retake a year um, you can still do the things you can do in an intercalated BSc throughout medical school so you can do SSCs mm. projects pick up and you can always publish and mm. in journals and do post presentations but I knew for someone like me I needed a year where I was forced to do it Yeah. so I did it exactly. rather than someone that's very active mm. and that's did it out of their own back do you know what I mean yeah yeah um, the points is four points or five points it gives as you a first. so a first will give you four points and mm. if you have a PhD it gives you five now in terms of four points you have to put it into the grand scheme of things mm. right some people say do intercalate intercalate just for the four points the SJT mm. takes up 50 points out of 100 yeah 50% the other 50% comes from your decile score from your publishing and things like that and that's it the, and the additional degree that's it yeah that's it yeah and your additional degree mm. so um, to base your whole to take a whole spend a whole 365 days on a degree just for four points doesn't make sense it's all of those other reasons that you sort of stated yeah um so i think that's i think that's about it otherwise for and another piece of advice here for people that have publications and have worked hard at it make sure you put the pubmed id correctly because i missed the last number out and i lost a point oh you didn't get your point point. you didn't get your point point. i dropped the whole point and and we were on the same paper so i got my point and he didn't so you drop a point and the difference between getting the job you want or deanery is like 0.4 or point finger. So I dropped the whole point just because <laughs> I missed the number. I copied and pasted it wrong. And I remember I emailed them and I appealed. I said, you know what? Like, my name's there. Everything's legit. 
But they said, and <laughs> but that, your numbers are wrong. Yeah, and that's the one thing I wasn't big fond of. Like, um, mm. but it's all computerized and systematized, and exactly. I don't know how they do it. But be careful when you do the the application or the, what's it called FPAS when you do the FPAS, FPAS application. Yeah. Um, but mm. yeah, that's something funny to. Kind we'll of reveal uh, in an episode as well how to get published and what to do. I think that's one of the things that people go around looking for yeah. how to get published and how yeah, to do it I in think, way. it's yeah, quite hard because especially in the first few years mm. of medical school you're you always publishing 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 but you don't really understand mm-hmm. what it means or what does it actually entail and how do you go about doing it mm. um and there's lots of different platforms that were set up and whatnot and we can kind of talk about that exactly later on. but yeah. i think that is a whole topic it's a itself. whole new uh, mm. episode yeah anything else to say apart uh, from get your kebabs mild yeah after that no i'll just reiterate and <laughs> re-emphasize I enjoyed the BSc to a certain degree. It like a mild a, kebab. Like a mild kebab. Yeah, you know what? You know what kebabs, yeah? You enjoy it, but you can't really finish it. That's the BSc. <laughs> Get back to the topic. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Um, and I learned a lot of skills and lots of things that I'm still using today. And it kind of is a reason as to why I can do a lot of the things now, um, which is grateful, which I'm grateful for. So I would recommend it. And I recommend that BSc in particular. Because um, you get to learn things that there would mm. no way in hell would you have learned during medical school. Like, why enough would you learn how to do a business plan or learn how to pitch? Exactly. Um, but yeah, definitely. So yeah, so if you guys have any questions about intercalating, about subjects or whatever, um, feel free to email us. That's linked below. And if you don't want to email us, feel free to just Instagram us, directly message us. Yeah. Anything else to say? No. And for the people that want to kind of download the podcast and listen to, you know, the Way to Work community, which I know a lot of people do, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes. If you just type in Scrub, then you're going to notice yes. it. Otherwise, see you next week. Yeah. Anything else to say? No. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Same time. See you then. <laughs>